You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Wars. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, he brings the awesome every week. It's I Yield to No One. <gasps> you know, I went to play Rock Band this week, and the challenge hadn't started yet. You tried on Wednesday, didn't you? Yeah, I did. But that's all right. I played. I got back into the groove. I'm going to play again. And we have my trophy bitch, who constantly wants to count right on the show, but I keep beeping it out. It's Resident Daryl. Oh, Jesus Christmas. <laughs> you know, I should have expected this. What's up, nerds and dorks? <laughs> you know what's sad is I pulled my headphones off just to avoid that, and I still heard it. Uh, I was watching you. <laughs> Impressive on the link, though. That's what she she said. said. (laughs) You know, as I was thinking that, I was thinking that when he was doing it, I knew I said somebody's going to say that fucking line. Oh, yeah. You lobbed that in there, and I just went, boink. There it goes. It's (laughs) gone. He it up and yield spiked it down. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, A little housekeeping before we actually get the show going. Uh, Site is still messed up. Um I, I've been on the phone every day with somebody trying to get it fixed. I call one company. They tell me it's another company. I call that company. They tell me it's another company. I call another company. Like I was the original company, and nobody wants to take responsibility. Uh, I'm at the point where I'm about to hire somebody to go in and fix the code. Cause, Do it. But that's really expensive. Uh, also, tricky thoughts. Uh, we're trying to get shows recorded. People keep bailing on me, including person on this podcast currently. God, yield. I know. I'm busy. I'm sorry. Uh, so hopefully maybe after we record this show, because we're recording early, I can uh, convince him to stick around and actually record that. Sorry, I just bought a new game. Yes. <laughs> Minus one. Minus one. <laughs> oh, no, really, really, if I was really throwing my hat in this, I'm actually minus two as it stands. Well, you're Dude, you, you're already I'm negative about, two in the standings. Hey, I'm about to get a minus one live on the show right here, just because just cause we're talking about Oh, no, 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 no. I'm a, not officially in it. You are I'm, officially in it. No, I'm not officially in it, but I am at minus two. Cool. Cool. I, I, I know you hear this. Put uh, yield at negative two. Uh, I second that. Well, you, you, you want me to explain why I'm at negative two? I want to explain why you got one foot in and one foot out. Because here, here's what I'm doing. I know I'm going to buy several games this year, so there's not really a point. You're also going to beat several games this year. Well, I will, but it's going to be a mixture of old and new. So I'm just kind of keeping tally just to see where I'm at. And then I'll compare to whoever wins to see if I actually stood a chance. You know what it is? Is that he just doesn't want to commit to it. He wants to sit by and go, oh, you know what? I would have won. Okay, I'm in. No. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, that's why I said not officially. I'm just going to stand on the sidelines and poke at people. You're listen. Uh, I, I I'm not in charge of the backlog beatdown, but obviously I've been uh, requesting some rule changes, uh, and I'm glad to see the the latest one went through. Daryl, uh, you didn't really weigh in, but what was your opinion on the the latest uh, humble bundle vote? So we have a very private group um, for the High Council of the Backlog Beatdown, and I was outvoted. So I voted it should have been, if it's 29 games, it's 29 uh, points against you, and that's just the cost of doing something good in the world. So you're against it, huh? Oh, absolutely. Uh, See, I I propose, since it's for charity, this one should, uh, I actually propose that it would be no negative, but... uh, Somebody, I think it was uh, Joseph Priestley, uh, suggested that if you do buy the bundle, it's only a negative one total, even though you get the games. So I figured with the good of doing good in the world and donating money to a charity, we could let this one slide. But apparently, Mr. Daryl's against it. Absolutely. So uh, speaking of being against it, buying games, all of this, we're talking as if the audience uh, is completely uh, into the backlog beatdown. And I know I've been listening to the show, um, and I just want to go ahead and kind of put some things out there real quick while we're talking about it. Oh, here we go. Um, you you, you going to put the beans uh, out there? Here we go. The, the, the Backlog Beatdown is a friendly competition between fellow gamers on various podcasts and their listeners uh, from January 1st to December 31st uh, to where any games purchased throughout the year of 2020 are negative points against you. And any games beaten in the game, uh, or excuse me, in the year, are points for you. And then any games 100% or platinum completed, whatever, uh, those are also an additional plus one point. So everyone started at zero. And then whatever games you owned, you know, is just that's just ammunition you have to fire and get some points. Whatever you buy counts against you. And then whatever you get for your subscription services, your PS Nows, your Epic Game Stores, and things like that, those don't count against you. They only can possibly count in you know for you. Um, and so, trying to keep things simple, just trying to have a, fr- a fun, uh, friendly incentive, um, competing against each other to see who can beat the most games and practice the most restraint by buying the least amount of games. Since everyone on the various podcasts and gamers that listen to the shows, we all have a tendency of buying games that we will one day beat, but then often bury with the other games that we will one day beat. This sounds like your life right here. I mean, it's dude. This, <laughs> you should see my game room. So, uh, Daryl, I, I want to ask you questions because I, I know you're one of the authorities with Kali. So, uh, just for our listeners, because we really didn't get into the the nitty gritty with uh, Alice and Yield because they uh, they only knew about it because I was talking about it. Uh, yeah, sure. So, let's get into it. Like, let's talk about the collection, like the Mega Man collection, Mega Man okay. X, uh, X collection. It comes with. I think what four games? Uh-huh. So, if somebody was to buy the Mega Man X collection, it's a negative one that can be converted into a plus five by beating all four games plus getting the platinum. Am I accurate now, in that? No, if it's uh, if no, it's, it's, if it's four games, yeah, if it's well, four games, go ahead, that's four points against you. Uh, and this also could be four points for you. Um, well, being well, well, five have, points. It shares one list and has one platinum, and then you only can potentially get one additional extra point. Now, see, I uh, was I was under the impression that if it was bought this year, 
it didn't count at all any points. Well, it's not, te- it's, it's not technically a backlog game at that point. Oh no, no, no. As soon as you buy it, as soon as you click purchase, it is yeah. now in your in your backlog of games. Oh, um, okay. So the re- and, and the reason is is I'm sorry, uh, Daryl. The reason Maybe. is is that anything bought before January first of this year is was your backlog. If you, it, the idea is to beat all the games in your backlog without buying new games. So if you buy a new game in 2020, that's a negative game. That's a negative point because you're added Correct. to your backlog. The idea of Correct. this is to beat down your your backlog. Oh, okay, but but you can in essence lose that negative point by just beating, beating the game, and platinum it. Correct. Right. Four hundred percent in or whatever. Right, and that's where the uh, we wanted to make it fair, you know. So it's like um, you didn't. We don't want to give someone the opportunity to tank the system by just buying all the cheap. You know, what I'm saying uh, the, easy plats. The cheap Japanese visual novels. Oh no! Right. They're, they're, hold on a second. Hold on a second. They're not cheap. They're like fifty, sixty dollars a piece. Okay, but see, the point is, cheap is in like easy to accomplish. Um, and that's why the platinum hundred percent is its own additional point, and the beating of the game is its own point. Because a lot of these you know, games, you can get the platinum without beating them. Uh, so essentially, if you go, if you want to take the easier route and you want to buy a game, um, just for the cheap, easy five minute platinum or whatever, well, a lot of those games you don't actually beat them. So you take a negative for buying it, and then you bring yourself to a neutral zero for platinuming it. Then you got to go the extra mile to beat it if you actually want it to count. Let, let, Whereas uh, okay. games that you already own, you might have already beaten them. Like I'll give you uh, an example. Um, <clears throat> I've already beaten um, Wolverine on PlayStation 3. All I got to do is get two more trophies and then I unlock the platinum. Well, if I go through, I have to beat the whole game again on hard, but I already beat the game. It's in my record of trophies. So that doesn't count as a plus one for me. That makes sense. Uh, the only thing it would count is a plus is one a in the, for the platinum. platinum. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. And, for, and an example, what Daryl was saying is like a game like trying Two, where you could essentially get the platinum and not beat the game. So if you bought trying Two this year, you get a negative one. Then when you get the platinum, you get a plus one. But you actually have to beat the game to get the other plus one. Correct. And the only thing we're asking for proof is like, you know, screenshots um, of your credits rolling or your trophy stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that if anybody wanted to call shenanigans, you know, then it's in there in the Facebook groups um, where you beat, you know, or platinum the games. And I'll give you an example. I, uh, I owned a game on the Vita called Grass Cutter. And it's just a little, it's a little grass cutting, you know what I'm saying, uh, puzzle game. And you can actually get the platinum in the first 16 levels. So I, I already owned the game, so it wasn't a negative, but I got the platinum, so it was only plus one. And then now if I want the additional plus, you know, one point, I got to finish the last 30 plus game, uh, levels on it. So, you know, we try to make it easy, but also fair enough to where somebody couldn't take a cheap way out and tank everything. All right, so now, Daryl, I have another question for you. A game, a game like Division or Division Two or Destiny or those type of games, where they're uh, games for service. Technically, right. no credits ever roll on the Division. So, how would somebody? I mean, how would somebody you, be able to get you, a plus two on that? There's, there's a trophy in the Division's list for completing the campaign. Um, yes, so yeah, I mean be, yes and no, but. 
I mean, yeah, well, I'm going. I'm going with Division One, right? I got Division Two, but I haven't fired it up yet. So with Division One, there's a trophy for completing. You know, what I'm saying the campaign. So then that would be your hey, I beat the division technically the story, you know, and then I would just post the the the, the picture of the trophy, and then at that point, then my if I wanted the additional point, I have to grind out the last trophies. I'll give you another example. Like I've been playing a bunch of fighting games. Fighting games typically don't have the longest story modes. So I've been just kind of knocking out some of the story modes on some of these fighting games I have. There's your plus one. And then the next 500 hours <laughs> would be for my, you know what I'm saying, platinum if I go for it. See, and that, that's where I disagree, like, on the fighting games is because I, I get your point of the story mode being, a you know, signifying. But to me, in order to say you beat the game, like, because we had this question by uh, somebody in the backlog beat down the other day. You know, they bought a game. That has six characters. They, the question was, do they have to beat the game with all six characters to have it said as completed game? Some argued yes, some argued no. With a fighting game, you somebody could arguably say, well, you didn't actually beat the game until you did the, the tower with every character. Well, that's not what the trophy says. The trophy says you completed the story mode. So Yeah, you know, I, so would say, story I, slash I would campaign, say you, you beat know. them with one person. It's credits roll. So to right. speak, you've you've got it. That's the that's the point. You beat the game. Yep, and that's the thing. Yeah, you know, roll credits, get your point. You know, roll the platinum, get your second point. And that's the thing I, that I said in the backlog beatdown group is, you know, if it takes six endings to get you know your hundred percent, well, that there's a point. You know, I'm saying destined, you know, organized for that. Um, if it if it's just one point for a roll in the credits on the story, whether that's two hours or twenty hours, well, then that's the one. You know. And that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people would, when we did the trophy war a few years which, back, which you, know, you lost, people, by the way. Hey, man, I, I, we can't win them all, and we still no. don't have our trophies. I lost in the mail. <laughs> Actually, I think Go GoDaddy has those. Yeah, they, I, whether they're Shanghai and your website, they got your trophies. I, I hate you. Um, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like uh, with the with the trophy wars, a lot of people didn't want to participate in that because they didn't necessarily like to play just to get trophies. And my team specifically uh, lost their momentum. Some of them we lost completely. <laughs> like never heard from them again um, because they that's not how they like to play. That's not what they want to do. With the backlog beatdown, you know, we all have a backlog. Even Donnie has a backlog. So, um, I told you all games, it, was a, game, it was a marathon, not a sprint. There you go. And see, games that uh, you'd necessarily want to buy but you haven't bought yet, well, they don't count against you because, you know, you haven't purchased them. Um, and it might be a case where, like, I've got 10 games picked out that I want to buy uh, this year, and then when it comes time to buy them, I might hold off because of this challenge. I'm in the middle of a few other ones that I've been trying to get to, and I might stretch it out till 2021 to buy them, which actually is not true because I just bought a game as we were speaking. And added myself another negative one. <laughs> and what did you just buy? They have the uh, PSN has the games under twenty dollars sale. So yes. I bought call. I bought Call of Cthulhu for ten bucks. Oh. Now, now let me ask this. this: This was something I was curious about. What if you buy a season pass or DLC? Okay. Only way DLCs count for you or against you is if they're standalone releases, uh, like um, like Infamous First Light. You know, something because it was a standalone game it. and had a platinum. Right. And then, um, like, uh, what was that game? Um, Wolfenstein Old Blood. 
You know, it was if it, if it was a standalone release, then it's a negative one for buying it, a plus one for beating it, plus one for hundred percenting or platinuming. Um, okay. Yeah, because because if there's a game you own and it's going to consistently like a games for service, as a matter of fact, they're going to consistently drop new content. You shouldn't be penalized because this game is alive and breathing. Um, you know, but once you get your hundred percent or your platinum, then you get your point. Now. If it's a situation where you're playing on Xbox and you got the hundred percent, and then in six months they drop a DLC, you know we're not going to take that hundred percent from you, you know. All right, so that on the, place, on the PlayStation, that that stuff is separated, you know, on the, by trophy list. Yeah. Whereas on the Xbox, you can have a hundred percent in a game. They drop a new trophy list and a new achievement list, and then you lose your hundred percent. So. All right, so let me ask you this. I, I know we're getting into the nitty gritty. I'm just trying to. Have this said out loud instead of you know people wondering. Take a game like Spider Man. I have the platinum, but I don't have a hundred percent of the DLC trophies. If I was to go back and get all of the DLC trophies, I do not get an extra point. Correct. Correct, because that DLC is optional. You've already got your platinum. Okay, and last question before we actually get on with the meat of the show. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Uh, Lost Legacy. Yeah, that's yes. yes. Lost Legacy. Okay. That was a standalone DLC, but essentially that was part of the season pass for Uncharted 4. If somebody bought Uncharted 4 and got Lost Legacy, does Lost Legacy count as a negative one? Well, no, um, because A, they already bought that as part of the season pass, and that wasn't in 2020. And B, um, it's it's a it would be a standalone game, so if you wanted to beat that and then platinum it, you know, there's your potentially two points. Um, but I mean, if you buy Lost Legacy as it is right now, this year, well, then yeah, that's a negative one because it was released standalone. All right, so I mean, I, I know we're getting into nitty gritty, but I just you know I wanted just so, to get this out. Same thing, same thing for Left Behind on The Last of Us. You don't need the base game to play Left Behind. You can buy that by itself. So if you bought Left Behind today, there's your negative one. But the cool thing is, you could get you two points out of it, and it's relatively short. Correct. All right, so let's get into the actual show. Our updated trophy count. I am level 54, total trophies of 12,764 with 230 Platinums. Suck it, Daryl. Alex is level 31, total trophies of 6,924 with 102 Platinums. You In 101 games. I, I No, no. We don't do that no more. I do, I do it when he's not here. <laughs> Yield, what are your trophies, sir? I'm a level 28 with a trophy count of 5951. And, and a platinum count of 93, I a have one. a new one. Yes, you do. What you doing? Uh, medieval. So uh, you are actually a negative one right now. Actually, you're a negative... No, no, I'm at negative two. Here is why. Okay. So I I beat Medi- Medieval, so I have when, one. When did you buy it? It was a uh, Christmas gift. Oh, so it was before the new year. It was, I was playing it before the new year. I okay. beat it. Okay, so I that's plat- plus one. And I beat and I platinum it the same day. I did I, not. I wasn't realized I needed to take the picture of the credits, but I do believe there's a trophy that. Yeah, there's a timestamp. You're it, good. It's a time if we stamp. wanted to challenge it, we could yeah, timestamp it. But I, I, so I beat it and platinum it the same day. So there's so, two. That's two plus okay. two. All right, here comes the minus four. Okay. Uh, Sony had their holiday sale. <laughs> sales are going to kill people in this challenge. Sa- sales are going <laughs> to sales are going to kill me. I picked up. Uh, Hellblade, send you sacrifice. Very good. Minus one. I picked up Trine four. That's minus, minus one. Two. 
No, oh. I'm, I'm up to minus two, so now I'm even. Well, no, I was, I picked, okay, go ahead. I, I picked up American Fugitive. Okay. There's minus three. And then I picked up, let's see, Hellblade, American Fugitive, Trine 4. Oh, and I got Dragon Ball Z Kakarot today. <laughs> you forgot the game you bought today. Yeah, so there, so there's four. The why re- reason I was asking about DLC was I've picked up the season pass for Strange Brigade. I've already platinumed them, and I, I did that last year. But the I had I was waiting for the season pass to go on sale because it has a three part camp story campaign. So I picked that up, and then I also picked up the season pass for Sniper Elite Four because we got Sniper Elite Four for free for plus last year, but the season pass was for sale, and I'm like, well, heck, for nine bucks, I get the rest of the game. Okay. There you go. So that's why I was asking about the season passes count, and Daryl said no, they that's not a minus one. So that's why I'm at minus four, not minus six. There you go. All right. Uh, and the, the cool thing is you'll get some points from uh, Senua's Sacrifice. That game is really good yield. Oh, yeah. And it's a pretty straightforward platinum. Just, I w- yeah. I've been wanting to play it, but I was just like, well, I, games, I, I don't, games I don't rush out and buy day one. I'm like, I'm going to wait for the price to drop. I will tell you with Hellblade, you definitely want to play that game with a pair of headphones on. Well, oh, yes. I, I think I'm going to do both because I heard you may have to play it through twice to get the platinum. Am I correct? If you pay, if you pay attention, if you follow like a collectible guide or something, you can do well, it. I never, I, I, I never do my first my first playthrough. I play the game, and if well, I fi- if I find it great, if I don't, eh, I'll just go through go. it then, again. Then you're fine. Then if that because that that's exactly what I did. I played through it, and I actually only missed one collectible in my first playthrough. So. Now, so, so, so on the second one, did you have to get just that one, or did you have to get them all again? You had to get them all over again. Okay. Now, see, what I was planning on doing was my first playthrough, if my wife wanted to watch, I'd play through. Second playthrough, I'd put the headphones on to get the full emerge, immersion. Yeah, it, it, I actually had to stop playing that game, uh, not because it was bad or anything, just because it was creeping me out a little bit too much. It's wild, dude. And not like, not like a scary weird out, just like... I don't. I don't even want to like say it because it's, it's awesome, but it's just. It gives you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sid is level forty. Total trophies of nine thousand three hundred and ninety-four with one hundred and seventy platinums. And Daryl gets to read his count without beeps behind it. Finally. Finally. Finally, my count has come back to trophy horse. <laughs> I am a level 45 with a total trophy count of 10,118 with a platinum count of a... I'm okay. He's choking up over there, Daryl. <laughs> I know. It's killing him. He's just like, I can't take it. This is so much greatness. All right, but Daryl, you, you have to admit, it's been kind of fun with the way that Alex and Yield have been seeking new trophies in, the way I've been taking them out. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. So, like, Kalai getting on here and reading my count, <laughs> CJ doing it. I mean, like, uh, uh, Alex editing it in at the end of the show. Like, it's been a blast, man. Like, it's been really fun to <laughs> oh, sit back and listen I, to this. I, I have to say, I'm going to toot my own horn. The best one had to have been mine. No, actually, the best one. Where you read the count when it was not yours? I read, I, I read the count, and then Tricky was like, <laughs> What? Wait, what? 
No, the best one was uh, Alex putting the little commercial at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know about that. He put a commercial in. Yeah, he put oh, a commercial yes. at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> it's been really funny. Or really, I, I got to give you give Alex credit because he is uh, he's really impressed me with his uh, cleverness. When he was talking, and he's like, "Yeah, we play. We've gotten like 184 uh, Lego games." And it was like, I, what an odd. I what never caught on. <laughs> he, he said my entire trophy count through that throughout the show. Um, but he said it like in response to questions, you know? <laughs> so it was, it was awesome. Or in response to the, the, the conversation at hand. Yeah. So it was really good. I'm sitting there listening to the show and I'm just like, man, that dude, that was really hard work. That's yeah. Sometimes it comes off like he's not paying attention, but he's paying attention. It, Oh, he, now he was he was on it, man. He was on some next level stuff because he had worked in his responses to the organic conversation, and it was he you know subliminally had put my trophy count out there. Yeah, I I never caught on to that. Even when you guys were talking about it in the the Facebook group, I'm going, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> what is he? Yeah, it was awesome, dude. Was like, and it's not just awesome because it's my account. Like it's awesome that like this dumb little bit. Has has carried on for ten weeks now, you know. Like, even when you actually finally edited it out, like it's still a thing that, like, you know. And then other people have gotten involved on the Facebook groups. So that's the kind of stuff that just makes me laugh, dude. I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's get into what we're playing. Uh, obviously, I've been playing more Division Two, more Rock Band Four, and I've started playing a little bit more of Jedi Fallen Order. Although I have stopped because I'm confused about where the hell to go now. Is it, okay, well, Tricky, you, go ahead. are you bored with that game? Fallen Order? Are you bored with it? Yeah. I, I don't know if bored's the right word, but I really don't... There's nothing really making me want to continue playing it. See, I feel the exact same way. Like, I am not... Like, it's not bad, you yeah. know? It, but it's just not It's like, missing something. Yes, it really is. There's something... It's like just... I don't know. It's crazy because it's got elements of Uncharted in there. And it's like things that I should like. And of course, wielding a lightsaber and smacking fools around with it. There's just something about it that's just not clicking with me. And I don't know if I'm just in the wrong headspace for that game right now or what. But geez. See, here's here's what I think. And, I, and I'm and i probably maybe a quarter into the game. I'm just guessing. I like, I like the story. I like the exploration. But for some reason, the combat's throwing me off. Yeah, I don't. I all right, it, it, I'm just, a, it just don't. It don't feel Star quite, Wars. Quite, yeah, quite as fluent. It feels a little clunky, and it I, might be just me. See, my problem with the the combat is, and, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, but this is literally at the beginning of the game. Uh, when you're going to find the person that's you're supposed to find. That makes sense. Spoilers is baby Yoda. You're, you're, you're talking at the first temple. Okay, yes, the first temple. There, you have to na- navigate your way through, and there's that one enemy, uh, which I don't even know what the hell they're called, but it's just like I have to use two health packs, and I'm barely able to defeat it, and I'm playing it on easy baby mode. Like it, the game should not be that hard. And then, well, I'll tell you what, I was playing it on. Jedi Master, I think it was Jedi Master, where everything is basically 50%, all, all, all the way down, all right? Okay. So I'm thinking, I, I'm an experienced gamer, 
I, I, I should be able to do this. Some combat I was doing fine. Some of the tougher enemies were whooping my tail to the point, snapped my controller in half. I ended up kicking it down, kicking it down a level. And of course, like I said on the show, it, it was what I feared. You kick it down a level, now I'm mowing through fools. Right. Like it's Sunday brunch, you know, and it's just ugh. But I, I wanted, I didn't want to get so mad with the game that that frustration ruined the game for me. All right, I just well, figured the heck with it. Okay, let me, I'm going to put you to pause there because that's actually our, our topic of the week is okay. hard games. Um, yeah, but now that I've actually gotten through the temple, I've come out. Like, I don't know you've if I what I don't know if I wasn't got, paying attention, but I don't know where the hell to go now. Do I go back to okay. my camp? So here, so you, at this point, you have two planets you can go to or stay on the planet that you're on, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yep, that's right. If you go to the map, which should be in the ship. Which sucks, by the way. That map sucks. Um, your your hollow map. One of the planets should have the Jedi symbol on it. That is the next story planet that you need to go to. All right, but see yep. that. But see, that's my point. I didn't know if I had to go somewhere on that planet or I had to go back to my ship. No, you have to go back to your ship to fly to the next planet. Ten four. That's all I need to know. All right, let's let's stop there because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, and like I said, those are the games I've been playing. Yield, what have you been playing, sir? So, I uh, fired up some Rocket League. They've got a uh, Lucky Lanterns event starting Monday, which was two days ago from when you hear this. Uh, I thought it started already, so I was going to try to get me some lan- or red envelopes to get, you know, some of the uh, freebies. Not freebie stuff, but you get what I'm saying. Cosmetic stuff. Uh, played a little bit of Jedi... Fallen Order, of course I've played Medieval, because I've beat it and platinum it. Uh, played some Rock Band 4. Hey, Yield, real quick. Yes. How, how, about how long did it take you to platinum Medieval? See, I started it on Christmas, and I platinumed it uh, Sunday? Sunday or Monday? So, two weeks? So, you should think about, about 8, 12 hours, a little more than that. Uh, probably. I mean, I, I wasn't as awesome as I should have been going through the game. I mean, in essence, you have to play the game about twice. In essence, a couple of bosses gave me fits, but that's because I wasn't using my head and I was just trying to hack and slash. Gotcha. But it really wasn't that bad. And it was enjoyable. I, I, I like it because I hadn't played it at all. So, I enjoyed it. But yeah, 8-12 hours sounds about right. <laughs> do. And then I've also played uh, World of Warship Legends. Surprising. All right. Surprising. Daryl? Um, I'm going to kind of keep my list down just because uh, listeners are going to hear this. If you cross-pollinate with any of the other shows, you're going to hear this three times this this week, potentially. Yeah, there's nobody that um, listens to Trophy Wars that actually listens to the Poop Brothers. Well, yeah, some of them might actually listen to a Push to Plat. Okay. Um, but I, I've been playing through for the backlog beatdown. I've been playing through the first Wolfenstein from 2015, uh, the New Order, I think it's called. Yes. Um, it's pretty cool, man. Ellie, I think that it maybe if I had played it in 2015, I would have loved it. Versus, pl- I mean, I, I started it, but I didn't finish it. But, but right now, like, I just want to play Doom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to go through here and rip and tear and kill everything and. This game still wants to have like some 
you know, stealthy missions and I don't know, like that's like the slower parts of this game. Kind of like they're not, they're not great, you know, and maybe that's just not what I'm in the mood for, but overall I'm enjoying myself. Um, I've been playing some Onrush. Um, what do you Yield. think of that? I loved it. God, I love that game, Yield. I freaking love that game. There, there, like, there, there are some point. There are some some challenges. I call them challenges that you'll have to do throughout the quote unquote story mode, where it's yeah. I don't know what well, 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 mode. So yeah, yeah. Crash five vehicles. That's not one of you. Know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Some of, some of those want to make you snap your controller because it's a little bit skill. And a lot more luck where it oh, has yeah. to line up right <laughs> to do it. So I'm just, it, but I still love the game. Well, so far the way I've been playing it is I was, I was 100%ing every little section. And then now that I'm in the last two sections, <laughs> they're not 100%. Um, but I haven't rolled credits yet. I will roll credits soon, but I kind of don't want it to be over. Like I'm, I think I've got about 60% of the trophies. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. It's it's burnout, uh, but like <laughs> in like a race with you know EDM music, and it's just it's very stimulating. Uh, I really enjoy it. So I'll tell you what uh, that that last challenge you got to do it's a it's it, it's tri- it, it's annoying, but it's so fulfilling when you line it up. Oh, sweet. Um, and then the last game I'll mention on the show is I'm playing through Resident Evil 4 on PS4. Um, I haven't actually completed it on PS4. I've completed it on several other systems. Uh, so we've got like another little sub-challenge going on with the Loot Bros podcast where a handful of our listeners mentioned playing Resident Evil 4 and kind of racing to the 100%. And it's going to be you know a, a decent challenge and probably about 30 hours worth of game. So uh, I've just kind of been chipping through that, um, just having a good time, just revisiting one of my favorite games. All right, so let's get into our topics. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to start with some bad news, and we have four stories of bad news. First one, uh, each one of these is a delayed game. Our first delayed game is Iron Man VR. Yield, I know you don't care about VR, but Daryl, nope. what do you think? Like, are you upset about Iron Man being delayed? Am I upset about being delayed? No, because that's you know that's longer. I gotta wait before I have another negative one. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, like a true gamer. That's right. Um, no, nah, it's cool, man. Like I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna play it. So I'm excited about it just because uh, you know VR is really cool. Uh, I can't play for long, like like 20 minutes, 30 minutes max, and then I gotta bounce just because I get motion sick so easy even on the games that don't typically make people motion sick um i'm a freaking wuss so uh have you done beat saber yet uh i haven't done beat saber but i've done tetris effect i've done some resident evil i did some arizona sunshine like oh the job simulator vacation simulator stuff like that have you have Um, you did uh the the star wars one uh no I have not like light, isn't it like a lightsaber battle kind of thing. No, th- this one is from for, from the first Battlefront game. It, 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 it's a standalone. You can I think you can get it for free or it's, it's not much. Went to my buddy's house to try it, dude. That's if you love Star Wars, that's slick. I mean, you're right inside an X-wing cockpit. Oh, dude, that's that's really cool. Yeah, that's I, slick. I, well, I, I, I'm, before I let you go, Daryl, I just want to confirm the information we said it was delayed. It was originally supposed to come out February 28th. It's been delayed to May 15th. Okay. Yeah, a few more months to keep my 
you know, score and check. Um, yeah, I haven't, uh, I, I haven't played a ton of VR, you know, like that Batman Arkham was really good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't care when, it, if a game's delayed, that's fine. I've got so many that it doesn't, I'm not waiting on anything, even Resident Evil three, which is coming out in April, like day mayor, 1998, which is coming out in February. Like, I'm excited about those games, but if they delayed them tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, cool. That's more time for me to play the games in 2015 that I bought and then never finished. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next release, our, our next delay, I should say, uh, has been delayed from its April release to September 17th. And this game is Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, doctor. I'm, I'm okay with that because the first part, half of the year was crowded, especially May. Yeah. I'm okay with this. Because you had Cyberpunk, and then two weeks later, you had The Last of Us 2. I'm cool. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know that I'm going to play Cyberpunk, just because it's such a big game. Um, I might dabble with it, but like I haven't finished. I've played like two hours of The Witcher. So, Yeah, I am actually started playing The Witcher because I watched the Netflix series. It's really good, man. I was talking with CJ uh, from Push to Plat about that um, just last night. Like it's a, it's not the best thing I've ever seen, uh, but it's really, really good. I think that, like, you- season season two will be f- exceptionally well done. I think it's going to be. They found their footing by the you know by the end of the season. I, I think instead of calling it the the Witcher, they should just call it the Yennefer because that's mostly what it focused on. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It was. I get what they were trying to do. They're trying to establish her because, you know, from what I understand, she's pretty important to The Witcher. Yeah. Uh, I thought that uh, Henry Cavill was really, really good as Geralt. Yeah. I, I, did, did you uh, happen to watch the video where they, uh, that first fight scene in the first episode, they, uh, somebody remixed it and put it to uh, Queen's, uh, uh, what's the name of that song? Bohemian Rhapsody? No. Don't stop me now. No, I hadn't seen. Oh, I have to send you that video. It's like the music just times perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so I'm sorry, Yield, I cut did, you off. Did anybody see the Facebook post for somebody? I, I don't know what episode it was, but took one of the fights and put in lightsabers. No, I didn't oh, see that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so slick. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, okay, next game, which has made me a little sad. Has been delayed until September fourth, and of course, Everything got, everything's got pushed till September. And of course, I'm talking about Crystal Dynamics Marvel's Avengers. Maybe they're changing all the character animations to the actors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it was it was originally supposed to come out May fifteenth. Uh, so because Iron Man VR has now on that date, they had to move Marvel's Avengers. Of course, I'm joking. Well, yeah, I know. I'm actually cool with that too. Um, I showed the. I've been showing the footage to my children, uh, and she, uh, she, <laughs> my daughter. Um, they all seem pretty excited about it. So I'm hoping um, that that's gonna be a good one for me to play with them. You know, like like Destiny style or you know, something where we can all get on our playstations and play together. That would that that's cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I was hoping for some couch co-op, but something like that that'd be slick. Yep. All right, and our final delay, which I think no surprises, absolutely no one. Final Fantasy VII Remake has been delayed, 
but only a month. Instead of coming out March 3rd, it's now going to come out April 10th. Well, now, wait. Is that the whole game, or is that just the chapter? This is just the first third of the game. Oh, uh, see, this which, is what... Which is an entire game in itself. Yes. Um. So, yeah, those are your delays. Now, as, as a whole, I mean, I think everybody here on Trophy Horse, and Daryl, even you included, because as you said in the show, when a game gets delayed, it, you know, obviously it sucks, but it doesn't really bother us because we know that they're just... It has to be done to make the game better because I don't remember who said it, but they said uh, you can fix a bad game, but a broken game is broken forever, something like that, whatever they said. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah like a delayed game is eventually good, but a, but a, uh, a bad game is bad forever. Right. So, uh, I mean, overall, I mean, obviously it sucks. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to Iron Man VR and Marvel's Avengers. I'm not a big cyberpunk person and Final Fantasy VII, you know, I'll play it, but I'm not looking forward to it. I mean, I, I oh, know. Oh, really? I know Homer You'll play is. that? Well, well yeah. He, well, Homer's waiting for the whole thing to come out. He's not going to pick it up chapter at a time. He's waiting for the whole game to come out and then pick it up at once. Well, he, uh, he's probably going to be waiting 20 years for the whole thing to come out. I was about out. to say, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be waiting until 2050. All right. So, our next bit of news Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC. I'm okay with this. According to sources familiar with Sony uh, plans, Horizon Zero Dawn will be coming to PC sometime in the future. Kotaku is reporting that three f- people familiar with Sony's plans that the PlayStation 4, exclusive from Gorilla Games, will be coming to the PC. This is not an official announcement, but sources spoke anonymously because they were not allowed to divulge this information. This would be the first Sony exclusive game by a first party Sony Worldwide Studio to come to PC. This is not the first Sony exclusive to come to PC, however, as Quantic Dreams games are now on the PC and Death Stranding will be coming to PC later this year. Now, I I say this because I really don't have a problem with Horizon going to PC. But I bring this up in conversation because we are giving Xbox a lot of shit about their Play Anywhere initiative where you don't have to buy a, an Xbox to play their games. You could, If you had a good enough PC, you could play every one of the Xbox games on your PC. Do you see Sony going that same route and saying, yes, our console games are on our console, but we're also going to put them on PC so people can play them anywhere? I you mean, know, I never thought about that. I didn't think they'd ever do it. And I, I mean, but I guess eventually, maybe. I mean, there's got to be enough, mo- there's got to be some money there for them to, you know. I don't know. And part of me wants to be like a selfish snot and go, and that's that's mine. That's for my PlayStation. That's for my precious. Don't take it, you know. But on the other hand, there's people who are just never ever, like like my brother for example. I I bought him a PS4. He is a Xbox white knight, like to its faults. Like he's like I'm a ride or die with Xbox. I bought him a PS4. I bought him God of War. I bought him Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I bought him The Last of Us and the Uncharted Collection. Okay. I'm like, these are some of the absolute best games you'll ever experience in your life. And you don't have to break your um, your unholy vow with Xbox to, to do it. I did it for you. And, you know... Um, You've converted him. Well, he never played them. He just refused to do it. But eventually, he switched over to full PC. Like, now he's a PC nerd. And he'll play anything there. So, you know, maybe now he could, If Sony puts their games over there, maybe my... 
know what I'm saying? Brother would actually get to experience good games for a change. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I, okay, you know, I'm going to let you go, and then I'm going to give my opinions. Okay. So, like I said, I, I don't have a problem with this. Horizon has, and, and this is a bad analogy, has run its course on, on the four. Okay? We, we've, they've made their money. They've had their DLC. They've done their game of the year. You know what? I have no problem with putting it on PC and, 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 and letting them have it. It's just more money for Sony. It, it's so more, make, yeah. Make it's more, more money more for games. Sony, more money for Gorilla. All right. Well, I mean, you know, for the people that are going to say, well, there's other PlayStation games, there's other PlayStation uh, exclusives on the PC. As I stated, you know, Quantic Dream put their games, their games on there. Uh, Death Stranded was never owned by Sony, so therefore, you know, Kojima Productions could put it anywhere they wanted. They had the, you know, the exclusive deal. My only thing with this is I don't want to turn into a the Xbox conversation of, well, why would somebody buy a PlayStation 5 or a PlayStation 6 or whatever they may be when they can just buy it on their PC? Well, I don't know. I don't know if Sony, to to cut you off, I don't know if Sony will ever do it at launch. Day and date. Yeah, it'll be... Horizon's been out, what, two years? Now it's coming to PC. Now, it might get a little closer. We may not wait two years I, I think that they'll they'll let it they'll let the, their exclusives run their course on the console, and if it's generating enough buzz or they think there's draw on PC, they'll draw they'll put it to PC. You know, let let's take a more recent game, Spider Man. Sony exclusive game of the year just came out. Who's to say at the end of this year, towards the end of this year, first of next year, it shows up on PC? I would be okay with that because the game has run its course on console. Right, but then eventually you're going to have the conversation of why are we waiting a year? Why not just release a day and date? Like, I think this is opening Pandora's box and saying, okay, yeah, we're going to put our games on PC, but you're going to have to wait a while. Which, I mean, we deal with, with, you know, like the Tomb Raider exclusive. We had to wait a year to play it on PS4, even though it was out on the Xbox One. You know, I was I was pissed at first about that. But then once once they came out, what was it? Two months after release, three months after release, and went, no, 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 you're going to get it. You just have to wait. I was like, well, that kind of sucks, but okay, I'm cool with it. Right, but what I'm saying, my only thing is, I I think this just maybe Pandora's box is not the right analogy. It's just a slippery slope. Like once you open up the gate and say, yeah, we're going to put our games, our exclusive games, on the PC, then you know you're always going to have people chiming in. Well, why not just release it on release if you're going to do that? Why do I have to wait a year? My PC, I want to play on my PC. I don't want to buy your four hundred dollar box to play play a game. And you know what? I mean, wait, then wait a year. You're already hearing that with um, PlayStation Now because of Game Pass, right? Yeah, like Game Pass. You know, with, uh, Microsoft puts all their first party stuff on Game Pass day and date, which I don't personally don't like because it's like what's the incentive to buy the game i guess if they're making more money or they're making any money then it's worth it to them but as me as just someone who's stuck in his ways and likes to own my games you know like why buy their game if you just can rent it for 10 bucks well, you know well, and then no, have access preach it, to brother it. well numerous reports have said that game sales have actually gone up for the games that are on game pass and, and, and i hear him say that i don't know that i believe it yet yeah because i'm the I'm, same way 
I'm buying less games. You know, like Gears of War 5 came out, and I own every Gears of War game. I didn't buy it. Why buy it? It's on Game Pass. I, I, you know? I, I'm with you As on that. As a matter of fact, since I got Game Pass, I haven't bought an Xbox One game, period. Full stop. You know, and that's got nothing to do with the console or the... Um, no, you're being economically... Economically. Right. Economically sound. Right. So then, you know, so and I keep hearing all these freaking podcasts talk about how great Game Pass is. Hey, I've got PS Now, and it's the same thing, but with 800 games. And sure, you have to stream the PS3 games because they don't play natively. But God, dog, 800 games for 10 bucks a month. That's insane. And then the PS4 games and the re-released PS2 games that are on PS4, you can download all those straight to your console, you know? And I even catch myself now on PS4 buying less games because they're on game uh, on PS Now. And so, you know, to Tricky's point, you know, once you start opening Pandora's box, now I keep hearing all these little podcasters call for, when is Sony going to release their big titles day and date? Well, here they are dropping their big titles now for at least four months at a time. Right. They're they're after you know after the fact, but they're already kind of going into that model. And so what that tells you know, me as somebody who is a Sony pony, a fanboy, I'm going to buy their big games. But now I'm looking at it like this. Well, if you put The Last of Us Two day and date on 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 PlayStation now, you don't have to buy it. I don't have to buy it day one. I can wait till it's cheaper so I can have it on my shelf. You know, and so now I somebody like me who has 200 physical games and almost I probably I think it's like I'm at 600 digital games, you know, like now you're incentivizing me to buy less, you know, and I'm your bread and butter, you know, or and guys like me, you know, who buy tons and tons of games. Right, and it's and the old story added or the old adage is true that console makers, you know, Sony, Xbox. They don't make money on their consoles. They actually take a loss selling their consoles because they know they're going to make the money up back in software sales. If you start right. releasing games for free on, you know, Game Pass or PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus, I mean, I'm sure that Sony in in their marketing and in their finances, they they're making some kind of a profit. But like, as Daryl said, you know, like. How much money? How much money are they actually making? Are they taking a loss, and just just satisfy us to say, okay, well, we know that if we give you know, The Last of Us Two for free on PlayStation Now, well, we know that we're going to make the money back when we don't put Ghost of Tsushima on there. Like, yeah, you know, and and just to kind of round it out, you know, what you were saying though, it's like you start get, putting all the stuff on PC. You know, it's like now you're incentivizing people not to buy your console, you know. And I said that whenever uh, Microsoft was announcing all their stuff was going to PC. And then my brother, going back to him, who is a diehard, won't even play good games because they're not on Xbox. (laughs) He's eventually walked away from it. And now the dude only plays on PC. And he said to me, well, you know, I've got Game Pass. I don't even need to play on my console anymore. I can play that on PC. And he's not wrong. Hey, I got rid of my Xbox One because I can play the games I want on my PC. All right. So, uh, anybody have any final thoughts before we go into our last official topic? Yeah, PC sucks. Don't play it. Yeah. Sony Master Race. That's right. Well, (laughs) Sony may be the Master Race, but they are not a master at E3. (laughs) 
Sony once again has announced they are not attending E3 in 2020. Oh, wow. Look, this is my shocked face. <laughs> uh, they have released a statement saying, quote, E3 is a signature event celebrating the video game industry and showcasing the people, brands, and innovations redefining entertainment loved by billions of people around the world. E3 2020 will be an exciting, high-energy show featuring new experiences, partners, experience spaces, activations, and program that will be entertaining new veteran, new and veteran attendees alike. Exhibitor interest in our new activations, yeah, activations is gaining the attention of the brands that view E3 as a key opportunity to connect with video game fans worldwide. I take that back. I'm sorry. That was not Sony. That was the ESA making that statement. Sony's statement says, quote, after thorough evaluation, SIE has decided not to participate in E3 2020. We have great respect for the ESA as an organization, but we do not feel the vision of E3 2020 is the right venue for what we are focused on this year. We will build upon our global event strategy in 2020 by participating in hundreds of consumer events across the globe. Our focus is on making sure fans feel part of the PlayStation family and have access to their favorite content. We have a fantastic lineup of titles coming to the PlayStation 4, and with the upcoming launch of the PlayStation 5, we are truly looking forward to a year of celebration with our fans, end quote. So they're they're going to do their own stuff and probably packs. And it sounds like they're not happy with the organizers of E3, and therefore they're like, they're not getting what they want or doing what they want. So like, you know what, we'll go play, we'll take our ball and play somewhere else. You know, it's almost as if when it went public, well, that's exactly what it is. That's that's what a lot of people are saying is that Sony, Microsoft, and even Nintendo were not upset, were not happy with the ESA opening E3 to the general public. It's always been an industry and media event, and now that they're opening it up to broaden the the uh, horizons of everybody, no pun intended. Um, it, it seems like Sony and My- Nintendo have taken a step back and said, well, we don't need your venue anymore. And I was listening to uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily, and I don't know if these numbers are accurate, but just uh, Imran was on there talking about that, you know, somebody like Sony pays upwards of 15 to $50 million to attend yes. E3. It's true, and I'll, I'll use that as a, a smaller scale, but uh, I am the uh, plant manager for a weightlifting. Uh, we built a company that builds competition weightlifting equipment, and we do trade shows. And we get these little floor spaces to set up a booth, very similar to how Sony would, but like on a smaller scale because we're not walking hundreds of people through and playing video games, you know? And it's like tens of thousands of dollars for these small little areas for you to set up not to mention you have to pay unions and all this other stuff to load your equipment in and thousands of dollars to ship it like it's like it is incredibly expensive to do a trade show so i mean the argument was is that sony is better served by taking that millions of dollars and you know putting playstation trucks across the country or uh, going to pax or going to a comic-con you know they don't need and the, and the other argument is is that we all expected Sony to officially announce the PlayStation 5 at E3 if they didn't do the industry event in February, which I think still think they're doing. Um, but why go to E3 and share the time where you could just do your own event and have your own market share and have somebody talk about your console 
for days, if not weeks, instead of going to E3 and you're competing for attention. Well, yeah, especially especially if you go before Microsoft or, you know, if Sony goes first and announces, let's say, you know, Xbox hadn't shown the X, Sony comes out, hey, here's our five, and everyone's talking about it, and then two hours later, so Microsoft comes out and goes, hey, here's our X, you just lost some momentum. Well, that that's also back going back to the years... Uh when they were announcing the uh, the uh, Xbox One, and they came out and they were like, "Oh, well, we just can't flip a switch." And then two days later, Sony does a commercial. And goes, "This is how you share games," and they just hand a game to. No, no they, they did it on the E three stage. It was uh, Shuhei and uh, Adam Boyd. Well, no, no, that was that was a commercial. That wasn't that was that. Not no. Look it up. That was on the press floor. They ate Microsoft's. Friggin' that they, was hilarious. That was I thought awesome. I thought that, that was, was a pre-recorded bit. I didn't know they actually no, did that on the floor. No, they walked out there and they said, "Hey, this is the PlayStation Four. It's three hundred ninety-nine dollars, which is a hundred dollars cheaper, and you can play games, use games on it. Watch, let us demonstrate how you play used games on the PlayStation." And he pulls a freaking game out and hands it to Shuhei, and it's like it was, dude. That was one of the most. Amazing! That, that, that was a mic ever. drop moment. <laughs> that was a you just got kicked in the nuts moment. But I mean, I I still believe that Sony is going to do an industry event uh, in February. It's probably going to be in New York City, back to where the other one was. And yeah, I I think we're going to see things. And but we also, I mean, I know this is uh, not an Xbox show, but we all Xbox just recently came out and said that there will be no exclusive. Series X games for at least one to two years after launch. Yep. That hurts. So, so they want you to buy their new console, but there's no games that are like, like launch titles specifically for the console that for up to two I, years after they release the console. That hurts. Right. That's insane so, to me. Ha- hasn't hasn't Sony already come out and said there's going to be several exclusives oh, yeah. in the first yeah. year? I and thought so I've seen that article floating around. Well, not only that, but they showed one at the um, Game Awards. It was that looter slasher. Uh, oh, Godfall. And... Godfall. Godfall. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, and it's also heavily rumored that uh, Horizon 2 is going to be at launch. Correct. Uh, dude, and, you know, I like to kind of dial it back a little bit on some of these delays. I- I'm not wondering if some of these delays are because these companies are also working in the PlayStation 5 and Xbox series uh X, versions you know what I'm saying like well yeah, I, I think when they're I think they're kind of working out in there whether it's multiple SKUs or you know versions that play on both but I'm not wondering if they're not you know these games are delayed because the new consoles are coming up well I mean one of the rumors with cyberpunk was that they were going to ultimately delay the game before they actually delayed the game there was a rumor going around that they were going to delay it to the release of the PlayStation 5 and the uh, the Series X, and that it was actually never coming to the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One. It was only ever coming to the future consoles. But CG, uh, CG Project Red came out and said, no, they're coming to current gen, and they're also going to be on the next gen. But I I, I don't disagree with you, though, Daryl. I, like, I think some of these yeah. games... I, I mean, obviously, we know The Last of Us 2 is going to be remastered onto the PlayStation 5. Oh yeah, yeah. But here, but here's the question that puts a wrinkle into what I literally just said: 
is we know that the Series X and the PlayStation 5 are going to be backwards compatible. They confirmed that the PlayStation 5 is going to be compatible with PS1, PS2, PS3, and PS4 games. That's nuts. That's awesome. So, that's so exciting, dude. So, Gosh, that's the one of the most exciting things I've heard in years. So here's the question. We know we're getting The Last of Us 2 on May 29th. Is there a need to remaster it for the PlayStation 5 when we know that we are able going to be able to play it because the system is going to be backwards compatible? I mean, obviously, maybe, they're going to want maybe, the better graphics and shit like that. I get that. But I'm saying, is there an actual need to sell a remastered version anymore of any game? Here, here you go. The remastered version might come out as in like a game of the year. Yep. They, they, they may not release, and I'm speculating, they may not release a physical copy of The Last of Us 2 for the PlayStation 5. And then once they have all the DLC, whatever comes out, and they do a game of the year edition of it, then that's probably when they'll do, hey, look, here's the PS5 version game of the year edition that you can get. That'll be that'll be the remastered version, because that you're looking at what probably a year and a half, two years most. I I think we're gonna see the Last of Us remastered, the Last of Us Two Part Two remastered within the first year. I think we're gonna see it a PlayStation Five version by you know November twenty twenty one. I mean, if it was me, I would just put out the here's the PS four version, you know. And then, like when launch time comes, here's the PS5 version, and it comes with all the like Lee Yield said, like um, like a game of the year version. Like here's the full complete version with DLC, you know, like and just have it have a PS5 box because you know how it is. We're still in that age where you know people like me and Yield, we still buy our games physical, and you know all the moms and dads, you know, are out there buying games for their kids and like. They're going to need to see that PS5 box. It's not just going to be the, oh, this game works for the PS5 as well. Even even um, the Xbox One right now, like you can buy copies of like Fallout and stuff, and they'll have the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One logo on it. Just it's a it's a new box. So, all right. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. We're going to do a list of questions before we do our topic of the week because I think we can actually. Our topic of the week is actually going to be a little bit of a meaty conversation. So, go into the Facebook group, which I see Daryl, uh, for the first time, you have not asked a question in there involving spiders. Well, he's, he, he's here. He can just ask it. Well, he, well he, didn't know, <laughs> he didn't know he was going to be here until about 10 minutes before we sat down to record. Uh, Andrew says, do you have any reviewers from any medium that you consistently go to for the review style? For me, it's ACG Skill Up. Young Yay, Layman Gaming, and Upper Echelon Gaming for the reviews and commentary on the industry. Now, I, I did put in the Facebook uh, chat that I was going to ask this question because I did, but uh, we don't want the Loot Brothers sloppy seconds because I saw he posted this question in your Facebook group too, Daryl. <laughs> well, technically, we would be recording at the same time, so uh, you know, in typical fashion, I would just go first. All right, so Daryl, do you have any review? <laughs> do you have any reviews that you consistently go to? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, up until recently, I was a huge, uh, avid fan of the Game Informer show and the Game Informer podcast. Um, and I, you know, all the way for years, I mean, like anything Tim Turry reviewed, I would read. Um, I was a, I'm a big fan of Dan Tack. Um, 
I, I really like Ben Reeves. I mean, that, all that crew, they're, not only are they, I have very similar opinions as them, J.B. Gwaltney, um, but like I really enjoy their humor and stuff. So I would read their reviews, but I would also watch their podcast and listen to their podcast where they would kind of rehash like a bullet point version of their reviews. And it would make me, you know, it made me laugh. So they're really funny. Um, as far as like a YouTuber I go to, um, I have one that I go to for guides, you know, uh, especially on shorter, you know, games. PS4trophies.org. Um, <laughs> PS4trophies.org and then iBadDriver. Um, what about um, uh, Power PRX? Power Picks. I've watched a few of his things. I wouldn't say I frequent Power Picks, but yeah. Um, and typically what I'll do for those guys is I'll just go watch their little, their, their YouTube videos. If I need a walkthrough, I'll use it. But for the most part, it's kind of like I, I Google, I have them like I subscribe to them. So I'll just Google the game review and then, or the trophy guide or whatever. And then I'll look to see what their, like the total length of their YouTube videos. Right. Uh, Yield, anybody you particularly go to? No. I I will frequent PlayStationTrophies.org, PSN profiles for guides, but there's no specific person or group that I YouTube or go to for reviews. I mean, I read Game Informer, but there's no specific author. I just, somebody's got an opinion on game, I read it to see if it's something that excites me or something that I should worry about or keep an eye on. Most... Most of my reviews is kind of a general word of mouth, either from, you know, people in our Facebook group or stuff on the internet. I'll just kind of, if everybody's kind of saying the same thing, you can kind of get excited or worried about it. If people's opinions are all over the place, then you definitely are going to form your own because then it's wide open for interpretation. Yeah, as far as me, I don't have any particular person uh, when it comes to reviews. And I've never been uh, a typical uh, person that goes and reads reviews. I, I know that's ironic because I own a video game website that uh, used to do reviews. But uh, I've always, like, if I've looked at a review for a game, I've basically just looked on the review and then just looked to see what they scored. It went to the end. Because everybody's play style is different. Everybody's, you know, play uh, the game's preference. Like, uh, and this is coming up later in a, another question, but like Death Stranding, you know, depending on which review you read, the game was either great or it was horrible. So the only way to know whether or not I'm going to like the game is to actually play it. So that's what I do is I just play the game. I don't actually go and listen to somebody else's opinion and base my purchases or rents or whatever decisions off of that. I got one that I was going to say for the Loot Bros podcast, but since I'm not going to be on it this week, um, I will tell you Avalanche Reviews on YouTube. He is awesome. Um, and I don't necessarily go to him for like current stuff. He does these retrospectives, and he's a huge survival horror fan. So, like, he would do, like, full series breakdowns, like, every Resident Evil game, you know, every Silent Hill game, every Dino Crisis game, um, things of that nature. So like I go to, to, um, typically at work, I like to put my headphones in while I'm out doing stuff. And, uh, I would like go to his channel and just listen to his reviews, you know, for hours on end, you know, listen to the parasite Eve, um, reviews and things like that. So, um, you know, and as I don't necessarily care what he scored it, you know, I more so enjoyed the fact that he would do like, 
deep dives and informational, you know, things on like the lore in the background. And he would do a really good job of like, Hey, this game was a real big deal at this time. And so here's kind of the overall story. And then here's what I thought about it, which that part didn't interest me near as much as the, just the wealth of information that he would give you uh, on the, you know, the games. And it just so happened that the reason why I found him is because I was trying to hear what did people thought about Resident Evil 2? What do people think about Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City? What do people think about, you know, stuff like that. So Avalanche Reviews, go check him out on YouTube if you, if you like horror games. So the next question is also coming from Andrew. He says, is there a certain game from the past generation anything before the PS4, Xbox One era that has you angry, fake or jokingly angry, because it hasn't gotten a remake sequel for the current gen. For him, it's Rock and Roll Racing from the Super Nintendo. Yield? I, You know, I don't know if anything's gotten me mad that I haven't got a remake yet. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I want my siphon filter, but I'm not upset. Yes, oh my gosh. Dude, to this day and age, siphon filter? What? I know. Can you oh Air Taser? I always love the way um that Logan runs in Siphon Filter. Like it, like just the animation to his run was just so unique. He wasn't like a like a two by four running. They had like a little bit of sway in his body. I was like, man, I really enjoy those games. Uh off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. That I like um I, the, the only game that I remember from the past, and like I've said this, I think I said this on several episodes of Trophy Wars before. The only game that was ever released that I never actually played, but I always wanted to play, uh, was on the original PlayStation 1 demo disc. It's called IQ, Intelligence Cube. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, and I, I've told the story where I actually found the game on uh, at a the local store here, which I think is a ripoff. Uh, they had a used copy of the game that was all scratched to shit, and the guy won one hundred and forty dollars for it. Yeah, I've heard you tell that story before. So, um, but I, I'd like to see that game be remade. But obviously, you know, it's such a you know obscure game, and it never really got any traction. That I, I would never see it happen. But that's the only game off the top of my head that I think that I would like a remaster, and maybe not even IQ, but something along that lines of just you know puzzle solving. So, so. Dude, I would uh, love more than anything for the Resident Evil um, Outbreak files to be re-released. Uh, they came out in the PS2 generation. They were PS2, PS2 exclusives, but they had online capability back when you had to buy the network adapter to use the PS2 online, and then you had to have like a dial-up connection to, like, to plug into it. And that game was so ahead of its time. You know, potentially eight people working together as survivors, random people, nothing special, um, trying to, to get out of Raccoon City. Um, and then like you would have the NPCs kind of control characters that weren't, you know, that you didn't have people. Because I mean, I never had anybody. I bought the network adapter and I plugged up. But I mean, like I didn't have anyone to play with. I was the only person I knew with this. You know, what I'm saying this setup. And Man, I'm telling you now, that game is ripe for today. You know, like uh, a a games as a service. You know, just load in as a survivor, running around trying to survive in a freaking town infested with zombies. That would just be money. That'd be printing money. Uh, printing my money, anyways. All right. Next question comes from Levi. Says, "Tricky, have you finished Death Stranding yet? I want your re- final review before I start it." 
Uh, yes, I have finished Death Stranding. Uh, and the only thing I'm going to say is if you do like the Metal Gear series, you will like this. Um, it is a slow burn. It will take you some time to get into it. But once you figure out the mechanics and the s part of the story that he's telling, your mind will be blown. Uh, and Daryl, you haven't played Death Stranding, right? I mean, I know you started I, it. Yeah, I'm like six hours into it, something like that. I haven't played it in like a week and a half, two weeks. So. And Yield, you haven't even tried it. Nope. Man, probably not going to try it. So far, I, well, I really I mean, enjoy it. I don't know. If, if I found it on the cheap, maybe. All right. Next question is also coming from Levi. Uh, he says, I understand uh, Trick has reviewed The Last of Us 2. Can you share any details? Is the game mechanics and the feel the same as the original? Do you anticipate us fans will enjoy it as much as the original? Um, obviously, you guys know that I'm a little biased with this. Um, I have not reviewed The Last of Us 2, but I have played a chunk of it. Uh, no, I cannot show you any details. Are the game mechanics the same? Yes. Uh, do you anticipate us fans will enjoy it as much as the original? Again, I am biased, but I will say yes. Uh, the next question, coming from Homer. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the recent delayed announcements as the Final Fantasy VII Remake and as well as Cyberpunk? We've already addressed that. Uh, Homer then goes on to say, what do you think the best game of release in 2020 will be? Uh, Daryl, let's go with you first. Oh, man. I am excited for several games this year uh, in 2020. So I'm torn between Resident Evil 3 Remake. Uh, I think Resident Evil 2 Remake was really, really good. And although I have a few qualms with things that they changed in the story, I think that they're going to take that formula, what they learned from it, and then obviously improve on it. Um, but I am very excited about the console release of Daymare 1998. So I'm somewhere in between those two games right there over for what I will think is the best game this year. Yield? Well, of what's announced and what's coming out, or sorry, what's announced that I know is coming out, uh, Last of Us 2 is going to get a lot of attention. So that, that that that's my pick right now. I know that's kind of the cheap way out, but all right. And for this last question, uh, which is coming from Curtis, I am putting a video in the Skype chat, gentlemen. If you can watch it, it is only three minutes long. But as I'm talking, you can watch it and tell me. Uh, you can answer the question. Uh, Curtis says, "What do you think of the Joker footage for Metal uh, Mortal Kombat 11?" And the DC skin spec. I think it looks great. Keep up the great work. I glanced at it earlier. And I think it's awesome. And I'm going to buy Mortal Kombat X. Specifically to play as the Joker. You mean Mortal Kombat 11. That's what that's what I meant. <laughs> I have it. I have XL actually. So I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Alright. Yield. I, I'm assuming you're watching it now. What, do you, what are your thoughts? Well it would have been better if they got Mark Hamill's voice. Dude, it'd have been better if they'd have gotten anyone who was actually a familiar Joker. I, I don't like the uh, like Injustice Two. I didn't like the Joker. His his kind of skin, his outlook. I didn't like the Joker in. Um, I, don't, I don't. Well, I don't. I haven't completely formed my opinion yet of the the new Joker skin, but I I'm not loving it. Well, um, it, well, yeah. it does look better than what they originally revealed. 
Even Troy Baker is a really good joker. So, uh, yeah, I, like I'm not a fan of the look. Uh, I'm actually just watching now. I'm only a minute in because I sent it to you guys. So I have another two minutes. Uh, so I'm not going to comment on the skins because I have not seen them yet. But looking at the combat, it looks like more and more combat, and that's good for me. I'm just not a fan of the way Joker looks. But in the in, like, who really cares how they look? It's how they control. So well, that's another thing too. Joker's always been a more complicated con- uh, character to control. I, I think if my hope is. He'll actually be like a button mashy character so that I actually can enjoy being him because I am not good at fighting games. Um, I smash well, buttons and get get lucky. Well, you're, you're not good at fighting games and neither is Frosty, so. I mean, hey, you know what? If he, I've actually beaten him on Injustice, so that tells you how good he is at games. Well, I know, and he and that fool tell, tries to say he's, uh, he's going to kick my ass in Street Fighter. I mean, he could, but I, that just means you're worse than both of us. No, nah, he, he's definitely not. Alright, I'm watching the video now. Uh Walker Joker's fatality. Well, that's a little messed it, up. That's pretty that's pretty cool though. It, that's kinda messed up though. No, that's pretty cool. It, it starts as a as a friendship and obviously yeah. Joker's <laughs> not gonna be your friend. No, that's <laughs> why it's so cool. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Alright. I'm sorry, Daryl, you were gonna say something. No, I was going to say, that was actually one of my uh, least favorite parts about um, the Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe game, is that they hadn't fully committed to the ultra-violent stuff yet, so, like, the Joker couldn't be the Joker, you know? Like, he would pull out his little pistol with the bang flag on the end of it, and then he would shoot it, but the camera would kind of change angles so you couldn't see what happens. So, you can kind of imagine that he's real, real nasty, but, like... He just, you know, I don't know. I think that this is finally an opportunity for us to get the Joker we deserve. All right. Uh, and actually, there's another question here. I didn't see this. Uh, do you feel this year will positively or negatively affect your backlog? You'll start with you. <laughs> well, right now, it ain't starting off very well. <laughs> but. Um, you mean not start off well, and so it's negatively affecting your backlog it's, right now. It's negatively affecting my backlog, but that but that's how it always is. I've always got a list of games that I I didn't pick up day one, and that I want to pick up on the cheap. And then when they hit that price range, I go get them. So, and I, I've I've still got a handful of games I was I missed out on Spider Man Game of the Year over the holidays, and I'm still d- debating about getting World War Z. So I picked that up, but I haven't played it yet. And, and what so about if, God of War, if Yield? You, if you grab it, Yield, I mean, we could totally jam on that one together. Because that's I'm, like, seems I'm, really cool. See, that's why I wanted to get it, because a buddy of mine got it. And he, he said, well, he's played, he's enjoyed it. And I'm like, okay, I've got somebody. Now you've got it. I've got three people or two people yeah. I could run and see, with. And that seems like the type of game that is going to be fun by itself, but like made to play with people. Yes, so. I was hoping it would have couch co-op, and it doesn't. People have gone the, almost the way of the Dota with couch co-op, but hey, I'll take what I can get. But I, I, I missed my opportunity over the holidays to pick that up on the cheap, so I'm, I'm eyeballing them. I check like once a week. I think it's. Uh, I know the season pass is on the twenty dollars sale right now. I don't know if the actual game itself is. The game was on sale during the holiday sale for for sixteen. Yeah, I picked it up on Amazon for sixteen. But I'm. I, I want to own the physical copy because 
my hard drive's already full, and I'm deleting games that I've already platinum. I, mean, I guess I could plug in my external for a little bit. I need to finish Red Dead 2. I need to get that platinum and get that off my system, because that's like that's a 100, 110 right gigs, so yeah. I, I need to get that taken care of, and then, then that'll free stuff up, but All yeah, right. I, I'm, 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 I'm more physical copies, but deals like the holiday sale on some of my smaller games... I have no problem pulling the trigger. All right, I'm I'm stealing the question out of the Loop Brothers Facebook group. <gasps> you thief! No, because I yeah. I, I actually uh, want to ask this to you guys. Okay, I'm here, so it's 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 uh, it's okay. Uh, Andrew has posted in the Loop Brothers Facebook group. Uh, if you could take one feature from one platform for another, what would you take? For him, it would be taking the percentage track an Xbox has for achievements and apply it to PlayStation. I a thousand percent agree with Andrew on that. Absolutely, okay, I would take their I, entire uh, their entire approach to achievement hunting and apply it to the PlayStation because, like, for Game Pass, they do quests like so to incentivize you to get achievements. Like for PlayStation, if they would do for PS Now or just anything, just incentivize you know what I'm saying trophy hunting in any way. The trophy tracker, you know, like when you when the when the Xbox One goes down into like a um, when it's getting ready to go down like a power save mode, it has a screensaver pop up and it t- shows you rare and common achievements for different games. You know, what if you're sitting there and you let your PlayStation kind of power you know, you know, kind of go idle for a minute, and then it pops up and it's like, hey, uh, Wolfenstein has this achievement that's X amount percentage rare. You know, you should go for that. You you don't know what the percentage tracking is, do you? No, that's why I'm like some someone fill me in on this. So think about it like this: Let's say there's a trophy for killing ten thousand enemies. Okay. Xbox has this system where it says you've killed nine thousand seven hundred and forty-five of them, so you know that you only have a little bit more to go to get. And it's not built into the game; it's built into the dashboard, so you can turn it on. And then have this little bar, that this little box, yeah. and it'll it'll let you track up to like five of the most recent uh, achievements that you're working on. Oh, and you can kind of that... you can change you can change the opacity of it too, so you can actually kind of see through the box, so it doesn't get in the way of your screen. I okay, that that is nice because there are some games where we've said that you know it would be nice in a way if you knew where you were at because there's right. it's not in the options anywhere think think about it like this yield when you're playing rock band there's the trophy for getting a 500 note streak on bass yes you could turn this on and you could actually as you're playing the game know how many notes you've hit in a row and whether or not it has reset or whatnot it will let you know as you track on the screen as you're playing the game to how close you are to getting that achievement or or that trophy yeah. Okay, that, that that would be pretty cool. All right, so I think we're on agreement with Andrew on that one. Yes, oh, absolutely. That is one of the best features for guys like us. Okay, uh, so let's get into our topic of the week. Uh, you'll do kind of touched on this a little bit. Uh, I'm going to ask a question, and then I'm going to step away for a second, so I'm not actually going to hear you guys' answers. So, uh, but should hard games have an easy mode? You were talking about Jedi Fallen Order before, where, you know, arguably you could say that the difficulty is too hard. Uh, A lot of people, this question has come up because of Dark Souls and Shakiro's Shadows Die Twice and Demon Souls. Shakira? Shakiro. Oh. 
That's, uh, I swear that's what I heard. Bloodborne and all those games. So, do, like, should developers put an easy mode into a game? Like, are we owed the fact that we spent money to play their game, that there should be a way, the way we can actually complete their game? Or should developers just basically say, fuck you, this is our game. If you want to beat it, this is the difficulty. Yes. Absolutely. Well, try to if, try if, to elaborate a little bit more. You okay? So, so like Dark Souls. Dark Souls has the one difficulty, and that's like it was back in the day. It's hard as hell. I I'm okay with that. Now, does that deter me from it? Yes, it does because I games like that. I just am not that good. But there are gamers out there that thrive on those types of games, and you know what? That game was made for them. I'm okay with that. I, it, yeah. It's it's never bothered me. I agree. It's like saying that games shouldn't be playable in only first person because I don't like. I'm not good at first person games. You know, like games shouldn't be top down twin stick shooters because I'm not good at twin stick shooters. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think a difficulty is just another variation in the actual, you know, like the the type of games that are out there. Like, if you want to play a game harder, most games do have the option to turn it up. Um, but there's some games that are just built from the ground up to be difficult. And that is for somebody. And it, not everything has to be for everybody. Yep. So I, I agree 100%. Should there be an easy mode? I mean, I'd like an easy mode because, like, I'll use Jedi Fallen Order as an example. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. And I'll be honest, I'm a little Star Wars out in general. I got the game on the cheap uh, when Redbox was blowing out all their games because people keep stealing them. So they quit carrying games uh, at the end of last year. I picked it up for like $24, you know, shortly, a- yeah, shortly after it came out, you know. And like, I put that game in because I was like, I'm getting a really good deal on this. And this game is not going to be like. For it, me to justify getting the deal when I did, I wanted to go ahead and play it while I, you know, while it was still fresh. And I put it in, and I'm not really digging it, you know. So I bumped it down to, you know, an easier mode, thinking maybe I'll just fly through the game and I'll enjoy it a little bit more, you know. And now it's too easy, <laughs> and it's not. in I don't know. It's not I, as I've enjoyable. Got, yeah, I've got I've got my own hangups with it, you know. But like. You know, do I think that's I, I put it to you like this I actually would, would say there should be no difficulties in any games um, because the first thing I do is I go check and see if there's a difficulty trophy so that I don't have to play a game more than once if I don't need to you know that, that like, it, it, it depends on the game I, I, I know what you're saying there are some games I've cranked it up to the hard difficulty and beat my head against the wall because you know what I just don't really feel like I want to go through this game twice. Right. And then there, there's games like Uncharted. I play them. I play through it three times. I play through it on normal so I can enjoy yeah. it, and then I play through it on crushing or hard, and then I go through it on crushing. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment, but yeah. Well, you know, like you know, and there's there's games that I enjoy. That's that's fine. But for me, I'm and I'm a, a rare breed because. I just assume go buy the game on another platform if it's available, opposed to playing it again unless I have to. But like, you know, I would I love it when a game just has one difficulty and it just is what it is, you know. Um, like it was when we were kids, right? You know, and 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 most of the time nowadays that those difficulties scale, 
You know, as you get towards the end of the game, the game gets a little bit tougher. And you know, uh, and, but, and I'm okay with those type of games too, where where the first few levels they gauge your ability, so to speak. Right. And then they curb the difficulty. Oh, okay, well, you're mowing through these two stages. So, here, this is your difficulty. Well, it's I, no, I, I like that, too. It, it's funny you brought that up, Yield, because I see the, the motivation for this topic was um, right before we sat down to record, I was watching a video, uh, and I'm going to see if I can find it on YouTube, and I'll uh, try to put it into uh, the, the description for the show. But it was talking about how certain games change the difficulty in the game without you even knowing. And one of the examples was Resident Evil 4. Uh, yep. So it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, should a developer put the, the easy mode in the game? But in a lot of games, without you even knowing, they have nerfed it to help you beat it. Or they've spiked it because then there's times where you you guys have all played games where there's these unnecessary difficulty spikes where it goes from <laughs> yeah like, I'm doing great to oh my gosh I can't freaking move right like Control was like that Control is one of my favorite games I've played in years but man there were certain levels where the difficulty would spike out of nowhere like I'm not even doing anything special I'm just walking down the hall and all of a sudden the enemies are killing me instantly. Uh, the, I, I just found the video in my history. Uh, I put I'll put the link in the summary. But the video is called "Game Theory: Hard Mode Is a Lie." Shakiro Easy Mode Controversy, and it's from the Game Theorist. Uh, it's an 18 minute video, so I mean that's why I didn't send it to you guys beforehand because you guys wouldn't have had time to watch it all the way through. But like, <sighs> see, I'm of two minds with this because of the fact that. If I paid sixty dollars to play a game, I, I have some expectation that I should be able to complete your game. But the other side of my mind is going, Well, that's not what I paid sixty dollars for is to beat a game. I paid sixty dollars to play the game and this is what the developer wanted me to play. This is the experience they wanted me to have. Who am I to bitch about that? Right. Yeah. Well, that, that's kinda right. where I'm at. And you could look at it like this, too. It's like, I paid $60 to play a game, but that game's got spiders in it. So, like, should you then have the right to say, you can't put spiders in a game so that I can play it? Well, uh, I don't know if I told the story. Uh, remember, you ever played Moss with uh, PlayStation VR? I have. I actually sent the developer a message on Twitter. I said, uh, I'm buying your game day one. Can you confirm whether or not there's spiders in the game? And they responded and says, there's no spiders in the game currently. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And this is after the game went gold. Obviously, I played all the way through Moss, and uh, the, you know there was no spiders in the game. But that, like you say that, but that's actually a deterrent for me. If I find out if I know there's right. a spider in the game, I'm not going to buy it because I know I'm not going to play it. Oh, so Daryl, yeah, he's talking about spiders. So this got me. I, I wanted uh, to ask somebody. Uh, he he are, thinks are, Alex and I are jerks. Uh, okay, well, for the listeners. <laughs> Well, actually, no, it doesn't matter because the show will be out by... I haven't edited that show yet, so Daryl okay. has no idea. So, so... Oh, well, we, I knew... I knew... Yield, hold on a second. Jet, Before you ask this, because I'm going to ask you, let you ask this. Daryl, I want you, when you answer this, to be sane, Daryl, and not, like, over-the-top, let's, let's bust Tricky's balls 
Daryl. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want a legit answer, a, a friend answer. So, have you gotten to the part of Jedi Fallen Order on Kashyyyk? I think okay. Kashyyyk is the not the first planet. The second planet, the second story planet with the with, with the with the spiders. Uh, yes, okay. I believe I have. So I got to that point. I remember seeing a video, so I knew that the, the the hints told me it was coming. So anyway, it happens, and I know Tricky had bought the game. So I wasn't going to tell him. I know how he <laughs> is. I know how he is with spiders. Yeah. So Alex and I were. He, he saying Alex and I are jerks because we didn't warn him. I said, the group of friends that I run around with, it's, it's yes, we know you're deathly afraid of that, but it's also freaking hilarious. Absolutely. When it happens. So are we jerks for not telling him and letting this happen, or should we have warned our good friend, hey, you're going to get the shit scared out of you? Um, I mean, from my personal perspective, no, that's exactly what I would have done. Um, thank you. But when you say that's what you would have done, you would not have warned me. I would have, God, no, I would have encouraged you to play the game. I would have sold the game like it was <laughs> the greatest thing like, since oh, Last of Us. Tricky man, when you get past that first planet, dude, this game really opens up and like. It's going to go from, like, boring to amazing. And Kashyyyk is the second planet you need to go to. Yeah, like, you need to stop what you're doing right now and go play this game. And then come back and tell me what you think. Like, and that's what I would have done. All right, so for the record, I'm not saying that Alex and Yield are jerks because they did not oh. warn me. Oh, they are, but that's uh, it's got nothing to do with spiders. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah exactly. The the point of contention, and you will hear this on uh, when I release uh, episode 417, is I was ex- trying to explain to them, because they don't have any deep fears of anything. No. And, and I, I'm trying to explain to them. Alex's argument was like, well, it's a digital spider, or it's a plastic spider, or whatever it may be. And I'm trying to explain to him, it's not that it's a plastic or a digital spider. It's the shock. It's that momentary shock to your system that gets me. And I tried to explain to them that it's similar to like when you're driving down the street and some and a car next to you hits a puddle and it splashes water onto your windshield. It's that split second where you duck because you forget that there's a windshield in front of you. And you're ducking because you don't want to get wet. And that's what I'm trying to explain to them. And they're telling me, well, no, I don't duck. I don't get scared like that. I And I try to argue with them. They're saying, if you don't have a deep fear or something, you don't know what that's like. Is that, yeah, you throw a, a, a rubber spider at me. The initial thing is, oh, my God, there's a spider. But then seconds later, your brain slows down and goes, okay, it's not real. But that initial shock and fear, they just don't understand. Right. You, you, you are. I ain't gonna lie. You are correct. So I got, I got an example for you because you were asking me to do to you know respond uh, from. I mean, like being normal, not in character. Okay. Right. So to kind of further back up my position and how I am, my youngest son has never seen the movie It. Right. He has no clue who Pennywise is. But one of the cul-de-sac kids here in our neighborhood 
told him about who Pennywise was, and now he's terrified to sleep in his own room because he thinks Pennywise is in the vents in his room. Okay? Okay. So as a as any good dad would do for the betterment of his child. You dress up like Pennywise. <laughs> no, even better. For his birthday uh, earlier this week, I, I bought him a Pennywise action figure and, and wrapped it up and put it in a gift. So when he opened it up, thinking he was getting like a new Spider-Man, a new Ninja Turtle, he opened it up. He goes, "I don't want this. This is Pennywise." <laughs> There's a video on my Facebook. Like uh, my wife tagged me in it. It's really, it's funny. His face was crazy, but you know what? He didn't freak out. You know what I'm saying? Like he he saw it. He was like, "What?" Yeah, but he now, now but he doesn't have like, like a, a like a a real fear of Pennywise. He just has the fear of the thought of Pennywise. I have a real fear of spiders. Well, you know, he might have had a real fear, but had I not continued to introduce him to the thing that he thinks he's scared of. I, what I'm get what I'm getting at, Tricky, is you just need some spiders in your life, bro. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that ain't happening. All right, so let's go. Hey, I used to be allergic to cats. But you know what? My daughter rescued two cats. They're living in our garage. Constant exposure has really helped my allergies. I had to take a risk. I could either continue to expose myself to these things and die, or continue to expose my thing myself to these things and overcome it. And guess what I did? I overcame it. I, I just don't think that if you don't have a real fear of something, like like asking somebody who has a fear of heights, which I also am afraid of, to go stand on a high wire between two buildings, like. They're not going to do that. Because that's not overcoming a fear. That's facing certain death. <laughs> Sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that, that, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, it, I don't love heights, but, you know, that's what I had to do. <laughs> right, but what I'm saying is, like, if you were petrified of heights, like, okay, I, I just thought of this, and maybe this is a bad analogy, maybe it's a good analogy. But let's say you're afraid of heights, and I blindfolded you, put you in a plane, and somehow got you 10,000 feet in the air without you knowing that you're in a helicopter. Uh-huh. Somebody throwing a spider at me is the equivalent of me taking the blindfold off and kicking you, out the, me? And kick, and kicking <laughs> you out the door of the airplane with a parachute. You you liken seeing a spider to kidnapping me and obviously drugging well, me? Well, I, I don't know if that would be the same, because... The, the spider thing, you have equated it to that once your mind realizes that it's not a real spider, then you can, you know, okay, whoo, Well, no, no, breath. no, see, see, now you're simplifying it again, because now you're going back to it's a toy spider. What if, like, right now, as I'm recording, a spider started coming down the wall? Oh, you'd freak the flip out. Right, which is the same. Because that's happened. Which is, that's happened before. Which is the same thing that if... You were afraid of heights. I just kicked you out the door of a plane while we're 10,000 feet in the air. You're not just going to go, oh, okay, I got a parachute. I'll be okay. Tricky's going to come behind me and he's going to you know, hook up to me and we'll be okay. You're going to be scared shitless going down. And that's what it's like when a spider is there. Like, your brain equates that, okay, it's fake, it's a digital spider, whatnot. But it's that initial shock that gets you. And yes, it's funny. I like everybody saw the Facebook video. My mother buying me the 
the spider for Christmas and had me open it up and had me center stage. Like, I still have the video somewhere. Yes, it's funny, but that video also shows that in that moment, I was petrified enough that I almost chucked the box into my daughter's forehead. Yeah, and now she's a scared of boxes. So thanks, Tricky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go out the show with some help. <laughs> oh, let's clean this shit up. We want to appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you could would go and listen to the other pod- PG podcast, uh, Game Stuff and PG Spoilers, if Daryl ever decides to do another episode. A hashtag, I need a co-host. <laughs> All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, not currently. Stitcher, not currently. Your various podcast applications on your smart devices, some of them. Google Play, not really. Pandora, not really. <laughs> TuneIn and iHeartRadio and Spotify, also not really. Uh, as I said earlier in the show, I'm working on it. When the problem gets fixed, all these shows will hit all these services. CastBox works and Podbean. Does it actually work on Podbean? I don't know, dude. I haven't tried it in so long. I just threw that out there. Okay, because I know you love your Podbean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, a fix is in the works. I just, I, I got to forget a fix. I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, Punt and play defense, man. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. Daryl, what's the phone number? Oh, gosh. 330-PROVEN-9. Right? 330-776-8369. Is that right? Very good. Right. That, that was completely off of memory just from listening to the show. I did not look at it. I know because I'm looking at the I, the reason I threw that to you is because I know you're not in the dock no more. <laughs> Dang. Uh, skills right there, baby. Yeah, you know how long it takes you to remember that? His instant, his ingrained in his DNA. Yeah. Uh, you can get a hold of us on on Twitter. Contact the show, show at your viewers. Contact the site at Proving Gamer. Contact me at Tricky Mick. Contact Yield at I Yield to No One. Contact Alex at Sardis Rx. And contact Daryl at Resident Daryl. Uh, not on Twitter. I mean, I'll do all my stuff through Facebook and the uh, podcast group. So Okay. Uh, catch me streaming on twitch.tv backslash proven gamer. You can also catch me streaming Sundays at 3 o'clock Eastern, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv backslash extra life for kids. The number, the number four, not the FOR. Uh, yeah, we PlayStation 4 communities. There's one for the site, proven gamer. There's one for the show called T Dubs Brothel, which I'm trying, I'm, I'm gonna try, uh, yield after the show to change the name. And if it works, Shuhei can go F himself. <gasps> oh, poor Shu. Yeah. Everybody likes a little Shu. Uh, Shehu? Yeah. Shuhei. <laughs> oh, you don't remember the episode where Yield said Shehu? Oh, I do. Uh, you butchered it for a long time. And Yield, uh, we're halfway through January. Would you do your Platinum Guild shoutouts? <gasps> I forgot this. Next week? Sure, next week. All right, Spock. You know, you know I, I should probably do them, since, since we're recording on Friday, I should probably do them tomorrow or right. Sunday and then just put them in the... the uh, yeah, and post. You can do that, put too. Them in, and put them in there, and then you can add it to next week's show. Uh, well, this, like, I, won't gar- I won't guarantee it'll make this show, so I can't say listen to the end of it. Well, if you get, if you get it to me by Tuesday, it will be on this show. Okay, so there might be... The end of 2019, guilt shout-outs at the end of the show. 
Possibly. All right. Just stay tuned. And our sponsors, our first sponsor is our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Proving Gamer. Uh, no matter what tier you decide to support us at, know that it greatly appreciates. And also know that with the new show, Tricky Thoughts, which I'm hopefully recording with Daryl after the show, uh, the first episode, uh, th- that is going to be behind a paywall. There's going to be a price amount. I don't know the price yet. I'm trying to find out a fair price because I-, I honestly want to say $10, but I think $10 might be too much. Uh, and I also want to say $5, but I think $5 is a little too low. So maybe seven fifty. I don't know. We'll take it out of the show because I don't want to advertise that. Uh, our first sponsor, Patreon, patreon.com backslash Proving Gamer. Know whatever tier you decide to support us at. Know that it greatly appreciates, and also know that it is the only way that you're going to be able to get the new podcast, Tricky Thoughts, uh, that Daryl is going to be on the first episode. If I can ever sit him down in a chair and have the conversation with him, Daryl. One day it will happen. One day. How about in about. 10 minutes when we get done with this one. Uh, I don't want you to have to edit out any more of this show. So one day <laughs> it will be there. <laughs> uh, Yield, tell us about Extra Life. Extra Life is a gaming charity event that lasts 24 hours, normally done the first weekend of May. So really technically it's 25 hours because they do it on the end of Daylight Savings. So what you do is you go to extra-life.org. You can create a team. You can play solo. You can join our team. Proven Gamer has a team. We'd love to have you. And what you do is you go and you collect monies from family members, friends, coworkers, strangers, anybody. And you collect money to play video games or board games, whatever, for 25 hours. And 100% of the monies that you collect goes to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital of your choosing. So does it, your whole team doesn't have to play for the same hospital. You all choose whatever hospital you'd like. And it's a win-win. Holy crap. I would just... I'm sorry. I was going to check Extra Life. Um, see if we find a total. And apparently Extra Life tweeted out that today is Betty White's birthday. Oh, snap. How old do you think Betty White is? 98. 92. 98 years old. Plus six. I, I remember the, the time, like, you guys ever watch the show How I Met Your Mother? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was the, the episode where the, uh, where the glass cracks, like, you, you're friends with somebody, and all of a sudden, like, the glass cracks, and you start realizing the very annoying talent they have. You guys remember that episode? No. No. Okay. Anyway... I always thought Betty White was this very innocent, like, entertainer, n- nice civil woman. So I watched the movie Lake Placid, and she came out with that line. I've never looked at Barry- Betty White the same way again. You guys, you guys remember the line? No. All right, Daryl, I-, I know you're a good Christian boy, so you might want to cover your ears for this. Uh, Lake Placid was about a giant alligator that was eating things. And they earlier in the movie, they interviewed Betty White, and she was like this nice, innocent woman, you know, and they her husband went missing. As they were investigating, they found Betty White on the side of the lake feeding, uh, you know, cows to the giant alligator. And the cops come over and they question her, as they would. And one of the cops says to Betty White, he goes, are you sure you didn't feed your husband to the alligator? And Betty White, with a straight face, looks at the cop and goes, this is where if I had a dick, I'd tell you to suck it. <laughs> yes, that's the glass cracking moment. I was like, "What?" 
<laughs> uh, anyway, getting back to the show. Uh, Daryl, tell us about Amazon. Uh, if you go to provengamer.com, you click on the Amazon links and continue your shopping as per use. Amazon kicks a little back to the site and it doesn't add or cost anything to you, the customer. And apparently you guys aren't using it enough because we can't get our site fixed to get our feeds out <laughs> to get the podcast posted correctly. Uh, also, thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, Felicia, Steph, and CJ. Uh, let's close out the show with some shout outs. Daryl, your shout out, sir. Uh, speaking of CJ, I want to give a shout out to uh, my boy from Down Under. Uh, CJ, we uh, just recorded the latest episode of Push to Plat. Uh, it is always a good time talking with him. Uh, that is a, uh, a very special dude. I really enjoy um, our conversations. And uh, he uh, he's doing, doing some good work. He's doing God's work over there on Push to Plat. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Loot Bros podcast, um, the greatest video game podcast. Uh, on the, all the internets that has a completely working, fully functional feed. Um, Shots fired! He's got you there. That I, was I, can't, a, I can't defend us. That was a hell of a shot fired right there. <laughs> and then I want to give a shout out to you guys. Uh, I'm glad we were able to make this work and, and hang out tonight. Uh, I, I, normally, like I said, uh, Friday nights are the night to record podcasts. Um, this is the same week every year where my wife and two of my children have their birthdays and my wife did, did, doesn't work, you know, so we can kind of celebrate with the kids. Well, she got caught, she got called into work multiple times this week and she worked 16 hours last night. Um, and then only got to sleep two today. So she was uh, a tired young lady. And so she's like, you know what, I'm going to go lay down so that tomorrow when we're doing all the festivities and having all the little kids sleeping over and stuff that she's like, I'm not a grump. I was like, cool. Then I'm going to hang out with my friends, play video games and talk about video games. All right. Uh, anything else you want to shout out? No, I think that's it. Yield. So I will give uh, a shout out to Alex, who is some super jelly beans right now. He's going through the star Wars thing at Disney and I'm, 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 I'm super jealous. So a shout out to him, a shout out to Tricky for actually not getting called into work from the White Death that's, that's descending upon descending upon him. That's tomorrow night. Well, see, the storm just missed us, so we're go, we're going to get some freezing rain tonight, and then it's going to rain tomorrow. So it, it finally actually got seasonably cold here in Ohio instead of being like 50s like most of December and January. Dude, it was 77 here yesterday. It, it, yeah, it, it was, it, it, it's it been warm it, up here. It was 62 here yesterday. Now it's going to snow tomorrow. Yeah. Um, a shout out to Daryl for showing up and, and recording tonight. Uh, shout out to you, every pimpin' madam out in Hortum. Thank you. Downloading, listening, interacting with us. And uh, a shout out to everybody in the backlog beatdown. It's... God bless you if you don't buy video games. I'm, I'm buying video games. I'm, I'm putting it out there right now. I'm, I'm buying games. But I will work through my backlog because my brother had more Platinums than me last year. And I, I, I can't have that this year. Yeah, you got you to gotta step up your game. I, I got to step up my game. I, 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 I admitted World of Warships was taking way too much of my time. But, man, he had five Platinums and I only had three. So I, my, my game's getting stepped up this year. 
Yeah, Daryl, where's your uh, recap? My uh, uh, dude, I, I looked at it and um, I forgot to post it. I, I don't remember. It was uh, not near as impressive as the year before. Uh, definitely um, not as impressive as mine. We don't true, count I yours. Mean, we mean, don't care about mine. My list, though. Yeah, we don't care about yours. You chump yours. We oh, only care about the legit ones. hundred and eleven platinums in a year, buddy. You chumped yep. it. I don't want to hear it. And and that's with playing over a thousand hours in the division two. And that doesn't it doesn't matter though because you can't read any of the titles. I can read, <laughs> I can read a couple of them. He he's got a hundred and eleven platinums in a, last year and a hundred and five of them he doesn't even know what he played. <laughs> he got a hundred eleven platinums and only one of them he can read and that's the division. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I, fi- uh, I find it funny though because my top three games are Division Two, Division, and Rock Band Four. I put two hundred fifty one hours in to the Division, and I have not played it since Division Two came out, and that was March fifteenth of last year. So between January first and March, actually March twelfth, I played two hundred fifty one hours of the Division. Oh, I believe it. Every time I turn my system on, it's on. You're on the the Division. Same thing now. I turn my system on. What's tricky playing Division Two? Uh, hey, I do want to give, uh, a, I guess, to kind of piggyback with a, a tiny bit of shout-out DLC uh, with the Backlog Beatdown. There's already 19 participants, not counting Yield, who's on the sidelines, but who I'm calling it. He'll be in it before you know it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get dragged in. I'm not going to lie. I'll probably get dragged in. You're already dragged in. I don't know why. No, no, I'm not. I don't know why you're fighting it. I'm still on the sideline. You're not on the side. You are so far into it that Kalai... Put his totals in there. He's in. I- I'm throwing him in. He he can't. There you go. He can't bitch out anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. And shout out to Sweet Mama D. Uh, shout out to the goddess who is currently hiding in the bedroom because I told her, uh, to uh keep down in the studio. So now she goes and hides herself because she doesn't want me yelling at her. But I love her. Uh, and shout out to the listeners. So until next week, happy trophy hunting. Holla, holla, holla. Bye. Take your last breath, then read on me this. Save your last words. Save your last words, read on me this. Save your last words, then The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs>